Episode 102, We Go In and Presents, joined by the legendary Chadio. You may know him from Crew, the Dirty 30. Uh, right now, you know, really embarking on your journey as a solo artist with the one Chadio. So first off, man, just thank you so much for, for joining me today on We Go In and Presents, man. It's an honor having you here, man. Like, you know what a big fan I am of you because we could go back, man, to a couple years ago when we first talked and I told you how hard it was, man, to actually find you on the internet, man. I, I looked, too. I looked everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was hiding. <laughs> no, I wasn't hiding, but, you know, I just wasn't out there in that in that virtual world. I just wasn't, you know, it was a hiatus, and, you know, I just changed lanes and, you know, became a civilian and started taking care of, you know, family and things of that nature. So I really wasn't involved, you know, in the, in the industry or anything related to it. Was it hard laying low and kind of falling back for a minute, like, not being involved at all and, and kind of just being, um, you know, in dad mode and family mode like that. Was that, was that a challenge? You know what? I, I would have thought it would have been a challenge, but it wasn't, you know, it kind of, once I kicked in the gear and in, in, in that lane, it really wasn't hard because, you know, be, even though, you know, before you become an artist, you kind of like in that, that, that civilian lane anyway, you know what I mean? So it's not something new per se. It's just something you get back into. So I just got back into that mode, and it wasn't hard at all. You know, I probably would have thought it would have been hard if you would have asked me while I was running around doing doing music and stuff related to it. I'd probably been like, wow, that'd be hard to do, but it wasn't. And, and what motivated you, man, to really get back into the game, man? You know, because you look at it, you know, you put out the demos with Chopped Herring. You've got the one Chatio music coming out. Like, you've been really active the last couple of years. What what made you step back into it? Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it never left. Fully. It really, what you do is you just suppress it. You know what I mean? When it comes to hip hop, it, it's in your blood. It, it's you know, it's who you are. You know what I mean? And when that culture never leaves you, it, it just you may suppress it and go on to other things and try to forget about it or try to put it in your pocket, but you know, eventually. It'll rear its head, its beautiful head, not its ugly head. It'll rear its beautiful head again. And you, you just, it was just like I was off to the races once, you know, once it came back to the surface, you know what I mean? I just was off to the races. Like this year alone, um, I released two albums, you know, in, in six months. So yeah, it's amazing. I, I, could, I could say definitely it, 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 I'm back. <laughs> And you're also doing a really nice job marketing, you know, whether it's the solo um, Chadio music or, or the crew legacy, you know, wh what's changed with you in terms of the marketing and, the, and, and just how the game is right now based on, you know, how it is now versus when you took that little hiatus? Well, you know, what I'm doing is, is really independent. Like, you know, a lot of people say they're independent, but, you know, I don't know, they have financial backers or whatever they'll have, you know. Me, I'm just really purely independent. I don't have any financial backing. I don't have any team per se. You know, I have a, I, I like to say a loosely knit team, but I wouldn't say a team, just just supporters, people who verbally support, people who, who are there if I need them. I haven't really had to reach out because, I'm, like I said, I, I'm doing it on my own. Um, you know, I connected with some great producers, you know, see the Cuban on, on this project, um, Tala Ilgar on the, on the first project, which is titled and still, and, you know, this project, which is a self-titled LP, the one Shadio, 
is is with the majority of production is by C.D. Cuban. I produce one song, and Tela Ilgar produced one. But um, as far as marketing, um, I'm just it's like guerrilla style for me right now, you know. But I can say that what helps is social media. We didn't have that, you know, in my first go round with crew. So it wasn't like you could post or, or connect with people on the other side of the earth with a click of a button. You really couldn't do that back then. So that helps a lot as far as reaching an audience that you would have never re reached before. You know what I mean? No doubt. I mean, that's amazing. Are you finding that you have fans in places you never would have imagined? Yes. 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 And, and just on top of that is, not only finding out that there's fans in places I never would have imagined, but finding out that, you know, these, these fans are, you know, they remember me. You know what I mean? You, you wouldn't, you know, I know people look at me strange when I say that. They're like, what? Fans will never forget you if they're fans, but it's been a long time. So that, that kind of, for me personally, I find that surprising too. No doubt. That's, that's really cool, man. When you work with guys like C the Cuban, who's amazing, by the way, like, what what kind of beats are you looking for in 2023, man? Because I know you have a lot of fans that, like, absolutely love the Dirty 30. Like, I'm one of them. But at the same time, you don't want to remake or, or stay in that Dirty 30 lane without growing. So, like, how do you look at what kind of beats you're taking and what you're listening for in 2023? That's a great take on it because you kind of, like, that's how I feel. You're kind of voicing how I feel. So with the Dirty 30, you know, we know what it was, and, and a lot of people like it, and a lot of people, you know, they call it a classic and things of that nature, and I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative and grateful for, you know, for people, you know, liking it to that degree. Um, but I, I, I don't want to go back to that for a couple of reasons. I don't want to go back to that because that was then and this is now. And as you know, music evolves and changes and things of that nature. Um, but the, the, the main reason is I don't want to go back to that because I never want to be pigeonholed as a one-trick pony mm. ever. So if you look at if you look at my project and still, which which by the way, and still I slipped out there digitally and I didn't do too much promotion on it. You know, I didn't really push it the way I could have. And, I, and that was purposely done. I just wanted to slip it out there. It was something I wanted to do that if you, if you listen to it, it's a different vibe. It's a totally different vibe, especially from the next project that appeared six months later, which is now with the one with Cedar Cuban called The One Shadio. The one with Cedar Cuban is boom back. The, um, and still, you'll, you'll see it's totally different. It's a different vibe. It's got a little more, a little bit modernish beat you know, beats to it. it. I really like the project, though, because it, 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 I accomplished what I set out to do, which was here's the Dirty 30, it's in its own lane, and still is in its own lane, and the one Chadio is in its own lane. They all have their own identity, all three projects. And do you think the fans are going to listen and really be able to tell the different identities and, and that it's all you? Do you, th do you think that they're going to get that message and, and be able to really discern that? I believe they will, because when you listen to it, I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. I'm still barring up on there. There's bars tre tremendous on all projects. It's just the music is different. Sometimes 
I'm a musical person, so there's times I want to do different things. Like, it, it, I do music on feeling. So what I mean by that is how I feel is is going to dictate what I'm going to spit mm. lyrically. Other times, the music will inspire me. So, I don't know, let's use the Cuban, for an example. He'll give me a beat, and that beat will inspire me to move and spit lyrically in a, in a, in a certain way. Salah Ilgar may give me something. You know what I mean? So you get, you get these feelings and these emotions prior to writing, prior to recording, because I, I never want to just, just jump on in and, and, and spit. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I respect it too much. I respect hip hop too much, hip hop music. I, I respect, I just respect it too much to treat it as such. So I sit down with it. I want to gain inspiration. I want to channel my own energies at the time. You know what I mean? Sometimes it'll be current events that are occurring that could seep into the music as well. So they, those are the things that channel me. And, and in my music, you'll see it. You'll see he's just, he's going in right now. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm going in. Trust me on that, man. No, I, 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 I can, I can back that up a hundred percent, man. Having listened to to the music, man, and just being a fan like that, um, and trying to trying to listen, man. You know, it's hard. Like when you're a fan of an artist, and you, you know, to listen objectively to be like, do I love this just because, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm attached to like everything else they've done, or, or is it actually dope? And like, I feel like it's actually dope, but you know how that's like a, a hard line to really draw in the sand in terms of like listening as a fan right right no you're absolutely right and i understand what you're saying which is why i i i don't just value people like you and people who have followed me and people that are fans i also value equally those that don't really may may not know me or remember me or maybe younger or whatever the case may be when they say wow this is solid this is solid it means a lot do you feel like you're attracting a lot of new fans today too? Well, I'm seeing some new fans come in, but you have to understand. And I, I, I talked to C. The Cuban and, and and you know all of my guys about this. I said, you know, don't don't expect, you know, an influx of new fans. These younger kids have their own sound, their own way of doing things, and I, you know, I try to avoid that subject uh, regarding them because I don't want to you know, sound like this grumpy, you know, rapper. So, you know, I'm not that. But I'm just speaking factually. Their sound is different. Um, it's foreign to me, you know what I mean? As far as hip-hop is concerned and the authentic hip-hop that I know. So you can't expect them to gravitate to your music and love it and go crazy when they don't, they don't even know what it is. They don't even connect with it because they're doing something entirely different. So I always say, you know, don't expect an influx of all these new fans. It's mainly going to be those who follow before, some who who maybe in the age bracket didn't follow before, but now are like, wow, he's, he's sounding amazing right now. And that's mainly going to be the demographic. You'll have a few young cats who are who are purists. You know, there are young cats that are purists. And, and they make me smile. They make me smile a lot when I hear them spitting and they're so lyrical and, and they, you know, they remind me of, of, of a whole generation, a whole other generation of spitters, you know, prior. So we do have those, but they are in the minority. So, but, it, you know, I do, there are some. 
No doubt, man. And, you know, think about C the Cuban, man, and just the chemistry you guys have. I mean, how did you guys start working together in the first place? Well, it's funny because it was all via Instagram. Here we go. Social media again. The connection was via IG. So, you know, I had put up an IG page, which was surprising the most because I was gone. And um, he had a page, and, and he, he reached out to me and, you know, he didn't, he told me, he said, man, I didn't expect you to, you know, to, I, he didn't expect the project to come up, you know? He was like, man, if I could get a song with him, that would be great, you know? But, you know, we talked and we evolved, and I actually know him from from back in the days. I went to, a, I went to high school with him shortly before I got, you know, before I got tossed out of there, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man, what happened so, there, man? How'd you get tossed out of high school? Uh, we, we, we ain't gonna visit that, man. We gonna visit that. But, but next time, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, I knew him from back then. Shortly, so it, it, it was like, oh, yo, what's up, yo? How you doing, yo? It's good to see you. You know, after all these years, you still living, blah blah blah, whatever. And then, oh shit, you do beats, and you know, you can, as you can see, if you go to his page, he's always boom bapping on his NPC. He's always making beats, and and what attracted me to him was that he was a hard worker. He works so hard and he does so many beats and he keeps going and he keeps going. And I like that. I really like that about him. So I was like, you know what? When he threw me, I was like, yo, throw me something. Man. You know what I mean? Throw me something. When he threw me a heat rock, I did a song off of it quickly. I, I just returned it quickly. And he was like, you know, he was like, wow. You know, he was very impressed or whatever. He, this is from him. He told me, and then I said, right, throw me another one. And it went like that. It wasn't like, yo, let's do a project immediately. Like, throw me another one. Boom, I hit that one. And, and before you knew it, yo, I said, yo, come on, let's do a project, man. And he he, he just was shocked, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm that type of guy. You know, you got MCs out here, Brian, I don't know if you know. They'll charge producers um, for a producer to give them a beat to rhyme on. They'll charge them and make them pay. So he was totally dumbfounded when I said, let's do a project together. And I'm not charging him nothing. I ain't charging you nothing. You know what I mean? Let's just get busy and make sure we do a piece of art, a good piece of art. I look at it as artwork. So I, I, you know, I had to explain to him who I am as far as, you know, when, when, it, when it comes to this. Like, I treat it like art. And I want it to be a, a vintage piece of art down the line. So... You know, I wanted him to be on the same page as far as the care aspect. And I'm sure he was, but I have to make sure that we're on the same page. You know what I mean? No, that, that That's really important, man. So, like, what was that process like working with him in terms of, like, that back and forth and really making sure that you're both happy with that finished product? I mean, you know, it it, 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 it's, it, was, it, was, it was a good process. Like, there were not many, if any bumps i don't remember any bumps in the road it really went smooth because i guess we both were on the same page and we both wanted the same thing you know what i mean we wanted to do great hip-hop music that authentic boom back you know what i mean so we wanted the same thing so it, it wasn't that hard and um you know as we kept going and and you know i did i did a lot of songs and then i you know i picked 10 and you know, we kept going and and then we got in the studio together and, you know, we 
we, we, we fixed some of, you know, like make a few changes and stuff like that. And then we mixed it and, you know, the whole process was good. And, and, and that's why I was like, you know what, we're going to do another one. I told him, we're going to do another one. And he was like, what? I said, yeah, we're going to do another one. And so keep sending me them heat rocks. So, you know, right now I'm already, like I told you earlier, we, we spoke off the record. Um, I'm halfway done with, 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 with another project. So that'll probably, I'm looking to release that in the summer sometime, you know, early, early summer. Man, I, I love the fact too, that you're motivated to just keep recording and keep putting music out. I mean, is this the hungriest you've ever been in your career? Um, I don't, I don't want to say that, but, but, but it was different because prior in the nineties, I was with it with a group, you know what I mean? So it's kind of different right now. I'm, I'm alone solo. It's, it's, it's totally different from being with a three member group. You know what I mean? But, but I was hungry back then too, but, uh, I, I, I might be a little hungrier now. And, and, and it's, it's different too, because I'm not part of a major label with all those pressures and, all those wants that they want, and then you're fighting them because you don't want to do it that way, and they want you to do it this way because their major concern is just radio, radio, radio. It's none of that. I don't. I'm free now to create my art the way I want to create it. That's what I love. So maybe I am a little more hungry, but on the side of that hunger is just a little more excited because I'm able to be free and do whatever I want musically. That's huge. Very huge, yep. Man, and you know, the last time we talked, man, was for the Chopped Herring um, Interviews book, Volume 5. And at the time, man, you know, the Mighty Ha was, was still with us. And, you know, obviously, rest in peace to the Mighty Ha, man. You know, how are you doing, man, just processing through everything that happened with him, man, and just knowing um, that he's no longer with us, man? You know, obviously, too, like, my condolences to you and Yogi and everybody who, who knew and loved him because... You know, just what an amazing personality on records, man. Like, I never talked to him. I never knew him. But the flavor he brought to the Dirty 30, man, is just amazing. It's unparalleled. You know, just that that high energy, that um, that just raucous vibe, man. You know, so he's he's definitely missed, man. But, you know, how are you doing with everything? You know, it's, it, you know I, every time I think about it, it you know, it's, it's a little rough. You know what I'm saying? That was my guy. He was my, you know, just to put it in perspective, that was my homeboy before music. We grew up together. So it's even deeper than just having a, a member of a group die. I had a, a, a genuine family member die. You know what I'm saying? I know his mother. He know my mother. They, you know, like it, it's deeper than just, you know, a, a, a music group member dying. You know, and that would even be devastating. But you know what I mean? It, it was. It's tough. It's tough. Hall was... Hall was his, you know, he Hall was so unique. There will never be another Hall, ever. I mean, we're talking about a man who had his own language, a man who had his own style, a man who whose energy was was palpable just by entering the room. You hear till the energy increases. You know, you, you, if you re, if you listen to old uh, uh, crew stuff, you hear that that raspy, deep voice. That was him. It wasn't an act. You know, the, everything he did was him. I have to always say that because you'll have some people that will put on an act. They'll change their voice when they rhyme. They'll change their personality when they rhyme. No, who Hall was when you seen him in any entertainment, any studio, whatever, was who he was on the block. Hall was Hall, and that's what I loved about him. 
he brought such a unique flavor to the group, but it wasn't forced. It was who he was. Rest in peace to my man Hall, man. I miss him. You know what I mean? I'm gonna miss him because he just is so unique, man. You know what I mean? He, they they broke the mold when when Hall was created. Man, you know, I remember you talking a little bit about that in our last interview too, with with the Chopterian project, and you know. It, it sounds too to me like like the dirty thirty wouldn't have been what it is without that that energy that he brought to it. Absolutely not. It would not have been what it was. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, look at look at the songs he was on. Okay, one of the one of the more famous songs, which should have probably should have been a single, but you know, here we go with the label thing. Oh, it's a little too raucous and you know, bold or whatever. It was Pronto. Hall was the star of Pronto in my mind. When it comes to me, that intro he sang in the in the beginning, the tonight tonight, and then he kept on going before we started rhyming, and the hook he did on Pronto. Imagine Hall not doing that hook and him not on the intro. You think Pronto would have been the same record? Yeah, not a chance. Not a chance. It doesn't have a chance. Because that's what he bought. He didn't have to be all over the record or all over the album because actually that would have did a disservice. But where he was, oh my God. Listen, even nothing but so jointly did with Black Rock. He's the one that did that hook. If somebody else was to do that hook, it would not feel the same. That record would not feel the same. I don't care who did it too. Because like because hard is 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 hard. It's unique. You cannot duplicate him. Um, up north, up north on the dirty thirty. That's that's hard's record. Period. I always told him that. I said, Hard, this is your record. You killed this. This is yours. We we were just guests on that record. Me and Yogi. The way Hard was killing that hook, and the way the outro was, where he was doing the hook. That we didn't tell him to do that. He just was in the moment, and he just kept repeating the hook, and he just just until he yelled out and had to release. When you revisit that, you'll know what I'm talking about. That was all hard. He did that on his own. We didn't ask him to do that because he was feeling it. He just was in the moment. That was raw emotion coming out. Nobody could have duplicated that. You put anybody else on that record, it is not going to be what it was. Hall was definitely unique, and without Hall, the Dirty 30 would have been totally different. It wouldn't have been the same feeling. Man, and it seems, too, to me, like, you know, he he, he crushed it on there, but, like, he didn't really, like, launch a solo career. It seemed like he was really kind of content to, like, live life and not, like, like it didn't seem like he was chasing hip-hop as, like, a career almost. No. He wasn't chasing hip hop. No, not at all. Hall was, a, like I said, he was a unique individual, eccentric. He was, he was out there doing, living his life. And if you snatched him up to go in the studio, cool. He wasn't. It was. He didn't really care about the glitz and glamour so much, you know, because he was, he was who he was. Like I said, he was a, he was a strict Bronxite. That's what he was. A Bronx dude that did music. He wasn't a music dude from the Bronx. He was a Bronx dude that did music sometimes. That's mm. it. You know what I mean? 
even on Armageddon. Remember Armageddon, the last song on the Dirty Thirty? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's awesome. Man. Come on, one to the two to the back, three to your face with my cat, cat, cat. That's all hard. That's him, him doing that. Yeah, man. And he was That's on a big law. He was like an architect on some of the skits too, right? Absolutely. Yes. Even on the second album that that we never finished and unreleased, it was already skits that he he did that were hilarious. <laughs> that were hilarious too. You know what I mean? Yeah, Hall was funny. But let me tell you something. The thing that bothers me that I you know this album that you're hearing um. The one Shadio, the new the new album on vinyl that I did with C the Cubans. My plans was to have Hall on this album. I was going to snatch him up, and and he was going to be featured prominently on the album. But you know there were other plans, you know. And you know he's he's not here. You know he passed in March, man. Early March. Yeah, I remember seeing it on Instagram, just being shocked, like just you know so unexpected but just just like like a lot of deaths man like just did not see it coming you know yeah 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 it was definitely it was definitely you know shocking in a sense but you know not really shocking but surprising you know because it happened so sudden death is sudden so oftentimes it is surprising because one day they're here full of life next day they're not right or the next hour then and when you look at that too, I mean, you look at what Black Rob, you know, meant to the Dirty Thirty, but also just your your friendship with him, and you know the Mighty Ha. You know, does it does it get harder to listen to the Dirty Thirty in in ways, you know, as it really kind of brings up, you know, I'm sure a lot of happy times, but also some you know some some heartache at the same time. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, I um I, I don't listen to it hmm. anymore. I used to, but I, 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 it, it, it might bring up some happy times, but it'll, it'll, you know, it affects you. It, it, them happy times that you think about kind of make you sad because you know the current situation. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't put on the dirty dirty. Like, I know I can't run away from it. You know what I mean? But I just rather not right now. You know what I'm saying? So. If, if let's say I don't know, if I'm listening to Spotify or something, if that one of one of those songs come up, I'll, I'll fast forward it. I mean, I'll, I'll skip it. You know what I mean? Just, just you know what I mean. Hall's gone, Rob is gone, and you know what? What, what bothers me is that the civilian life was cool. Like I said, it was no hiccups and it was cool, and I and I was enjoying it. You know, I ended up getting married, having children. You know, it it it, it was beautiful. You know what I mean? I'm still mad. You know what I mean? It's, it's beautiful, but um, it, it kind of took me away from some people that I loved. You feel what I'm saying? And, you know, like Black Rob, Black Rob is a person I love. But once I left music, you know, I, I left it all behind. And, I, you know, you know about the bad taste I had in my mouth with music because of how it went down. We discussed that before. Right, right. And, um, yeah, and, and so... My my way of coping was just close that door and lock it and don't and, and leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Throw the key away, leave, don't come back. So, but but in the process of doing that, there's some good people that you lose contact with. 
you know, that you really got love for. And Black Rob was one of them. And, you know, I've moved on with my life. I'm doing what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing these things on, you know, social media, like, you know, you know, he's having some difficulties. And it, it happens so fast. You know what I mean? Like, I, I see that he's having difficulties I never really knew about. I didn't know. And then he's gone. It was quick. It was quick to transition. And I'm like, it, it kind of got me upset. Now, I was upset because of two things. I was upset because I was like, how did this man not get help? Like, and then somebody, my man pulled me aside and told me, he said, Chad, you don't know. Maybe people was trying to help him. We don't know. I said, but what it look, from what it looked like for me, from where I'm looking, don't look like much help was thrown his way, like financially and things of that nature, although I could be wrong. So I backed off of that. And then I said myself, I said, damn, Chad, if you maybe if you would have stayed, you know, in the industry, you definitely would have still been, you know, powwowing with Rob and all of that. And maybe you could have helped. And then my man again is like, yo, Chad, now you reaching, he told me. Now you reaching, man. You reaching. You can't think like that. You don't know. You don't know if you would have been able to help him. You don't know if you still would have been rocking. You don't know. These are all hypotheticals. But, you know, I'm just telling you how I felt. Yeah. You know. Seeing him in that condition and all that, you know, I didn't like that, man. You know what I mean? I, I, I didn't like that, and it affected me. I mean, you could really torture yourself, too, with the what-ifs day and night, man. You know, lose sleep, lose mental health, all that kind of stuff, man. Like, that's – that's like, I get it, man, but that's, like, a a, um, a tough road, man. You know, that, that, that what-if that we all do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You write about that. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, man. Like I know, um, that's not easy, man. And I, I appreciate you sharing too, man, especially for, for folks listening who have lost somebody and, and find, you know, comfort in, in, in what, in, in your perspective and what you're saying, man. Like, I know it's not, not easy to talk about, man, but I appreciate you, you doing that. Yeah. You know, but you know, life goes on, you know, for the living, for those living. And, um, you know, it, it was like, I don't know. I got sparked. I got sparked. And here I am. Yeah. Man, it, it, what's incredible, too, is that second crew album, Madagascar, man, like, it almost got tossed. Like, you may have the only copy of it, right, on cassette tape. Like, do you, do you know if that's true, you know, today that you have the only copy? Yeah, I don't think anybody else has that, that music at all, from what I was told. So the album's Madagascar. And I'm sorry? The album is Madagascar, right? That's, that was the title. Yeah, it, was, it was actually, the full title was The Splendiferous Heron Trip to Madagascar. Wow. And then in short, it became its own, like, you know, people were hearing about it. And so, you know, it became Madagascar in people's mouths. They didn't want to say all that. You know what I mean? But that was going to be the official title, like, you would read on, on an album or something. Man, so so so, can you take us through, man? How how you rescued that album and how you prevented that from from getting tossed? Huh. I did not rescue it at all. My mother rescued it. <laughs> so, you know, my mom still lives in the Bronx, right? And I go to visit my mom, and I'm always visiting my mom periodically. You know, I go visit her. It wasn't. It's not like oh, you finally visited your mom and this happened. No, so. 
you know, I go visit my mom's and be chilling or whatever. So then I'm getting ready to leave. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. And um, when I'm getting ready to leave, my mom's is like, yeah, you got a, 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 a shoebox there with stuff in there. I'm going to throw it out. And I'm out this door. I'm out the door in the hallway. And I'm like, ah, I'm getting ready to tell us about Just throw it out. Because that's, that's old stuff. It's from an old closet in my old bedroom that has been sitting there for decades, for years. You know what I mean? I'm like, what do I want? What do I want with anything in there? Throw it out. Do what you want to do. But I don't know why, man. I turned around. I had my coat on. I was gone. I turned around. I, I came back in the house. I said, let me see something real quick. And when I, it's a Timberland box. And when I take off the top, there's a bunch of cassettes just laying there. And, I mean, they're laying there. They're not in a neat order, you know. They don't even have covers or nothing, a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? They're just strewn about in the box. And I just kind of swipe and grab one. And when I – there's a lot of tapes in there, bro. And I grab this one, and it says Madagascar on it. And I said, oh, shit, you got to be kidding me. I said, this cannot be that. I said, are you kidding me? All right. So I, all right, Mom, I'm going to take this box with me. You know, nothing's going to change. I'm going to take it with me. She's like, okay, cool. I'm I, On my way home, I'm saying to myself, yo, Chad, this tape is like decades old. You might put this joint in and it might pop. So that's what I'm battling with. I'm like, this is it, I think. I haven't confirmed, but it said Madagascar. What else is going to say Madagascar? Right. I said, bro, I know there's songs on here from the second album, but I might play it and it, it might pop. It's a damn cassette tape that's 30 years old or whatever, whatever it is. 25 years old, whatever it is. You know what I mean? And it wasn't even in a cover or nothing, just thrown about. So I'm like, oh, my God. I go, and the only cassette player I have in my house is my daughter's Hello Kitty cassette player. It's a combination of CD, radio, and cassette player. I'm like, yo, oh, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I put it in there. I pressed play, and lo and behold, it didn't need the tape, and there were songs from the second album, Madagascar, on there, and I was just like, holy shit. Wow. I take it out, and I don't listen to all of them because I'm getting nervous. The tape will get eaten eventually. I put it away, and I don't mess with it for a while until I finally go on my computer, and I, I, I bought, like, an attachment where you can play cassettes, and then you connect it to the computer, and you can download it as an MP3. So I did that. I, I, I played it, and I was downloading them, and just, Oh man, I hope these things don't. And I was able to do it. I was able to download the songs onto the computer. Now, mind you, they're old. You know, they're not going to sound pristine and crispy, and you know what I mean. But they're listenable, definitely listenable. You know what I mean? Especially being what it is. That was the second album. That's the lost files right there that nobody else has. Yeah, it's wild, man. The way it went down. Man, would you ever digitize that and, and and put it out just in its kind of raw form just for people to hear? I would if people wanted. I, I don't know if people want to. Maybe they do. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind doing it. I'm for the people anyway. You know what I mean? So I do. You know what? Maybe I will. Especially we, now that I'm in, in this mode that I'm in. 
maybe I will. You know, man, I I forget where I heard it. Uh, it was some podcast some, somewhere, but it, someone was saying, man, stop stop holding on to things. Just put everything out. Like, you know, don't overthink mm. it. Just just put stuff out. Like, and and I go back, man. Like, I got a song that I did, man, back in like 2004, 2005 with like Superstition, Sky Zoo. And I was like, always waiting for the right time to put it out, you know, always waiting. And it's just the right time never, it was never perfect enough for me, I guess I should say. There's probably always the right mm -hmm. time. So it's still in the archives. And now it's like, I, I just want to throw it out there because it's like, hey, this is, you know, over what, almost 20 years old at this point. And it's still, still an amazing song. But, you know, I'm kind of like a victim of my own, like, wait, 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 wait. And then it was like, oh, I waited too long. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? I'm gonna, I'll put them out. I'll put them out. I'm going to put them out. I forgot how many they are. It might be like, is there seven? It might be like seven of them, I think. Something like that. Something like that. Man. Something like that. Whatever. I'll put it out. That's the I'll best news out. I've heard today, man. That's the best news I've heard. And, yo, there's some, there's some, yo, there's some heat rocks on there too, baby. Trust me. Yeah. You know what, man? Like, I don't know if I speak for all fans, but I don't even care if you touch it up and, like, you know, go go through that that kind of audio cleaning that that people do from cassettes to to put out. Like, I just want to hear it, man. Like, I don't care what yeah. it, you know, um, what kind of cleaning. I don't I don't need any of that, man. I just want to hear it. Yeah, I'm gonna put it out. I mean, I'll try to you know clean it up as much as I can or whatever, and then I'll just put it out. You know what I'm saying? I think it should be out there. Man, I, I agree it's a thousand percent, man. Because I just I, I'm curious to hear that progression from the Dirty Thirty and where you guys went from there. Yeah, we had a we, we you know one of the songs I remember got played. I think Stretch Armstrong played it on Hot Night. When you remember when he switched to Hot ninety seven for a minute, uh, Bobito Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stretch had he had a little show at night or whatever, but he still was playing that you know that raw good stuff because he was a late night. He threw it on one. We, we had gave him a song called Understand Me. And I remember he played it. That was like the only song. Oh, that. And there was another song called The Odd Couple that K Slay played on one of his mixtapes. Those were the only two DJs that had exclusives from our second album that actually played them and, or put them on the mixtape. And, um, in K Slay's case, put it on the mixtape, and in in Stretch's case, played it on the radio. Those are the only two. That wow. was it. that was way back when we were in the process of doing the album. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, you know, it was it was good. It was good. It was coming out. I was really pleased with the way it was coming out. But you know, we we talked about that. And you put but anyway, you know, I'll, I'll do that. Man, I appreciate that, man. Like that, that that's amazing to me, man. And you know, you also put out the demos with Chopped Herring, um, and that was a really cool project too, just to see how kind of crew evolved to get to where the Dirty Thirty was, and um, to hear the the really early music. You know, what was it like putting out the demos with Chopped Herring, and like what kind of response did you get to those demos? Well, you know what? Now that you're talking about that. Man, a gas star is an essential piece because you'll see the progression from those pre-demos. Those weren't even demos. Oh, wow. Those were pre-demos. So those were the demos before the demos. You know what I'm saying? Those are songs we did on our own in, a, in the studio in the Bronx, just on our own dime and our own time, that we presented to Chris Lighty. 
in order for him to give us a demo deal to go and do a true demo in the studio. You understand what I'm saying? Funded by, you know what I mean? Him. So we gave him the pre-demos. We found them online at a, at a club, handed him those with a phone number on it. He called us and said he liked what he heard, but he wanted to put us in for an official demo, you know, an official studio. So we went in, and when we, when he heard that, that's when he was like, okay, you know, I'm rocking with these cats. You know what I mean? They're consistent or whatever he said. So then after that, we went back in the studio to do the album. So actually what Chop Heron has are the pre-demos. Those are like, bro, that's our beginnings. You know what I mean? Our beginnings are on the mic in any studio. So that's what they, So you'll hear the rawness of that, and then you'll hear the Dirty 30, and then you'll hear, which, which also, you may think, damn, but we skipped the demos. We didn't really skip the demos because a lot of the demos we did made the 30-30. Mm. Right. Pronto was on the demo. Wow. Yeah. There was, you know, we had songs on the demo that were fire and that we, you know, that we carried over the Dirty 30. So actually what you're going to hear when you hear the Dirty 30, you're going to listen to the pre-demos first, right? Then when you hear the Dirty 30, you're hearing the demo and the album in one because some of those demo records made the album. And then after that is the second album, which was unreleased, Madagascar. So I need to release Madagascar so you can see the full evolution from beginning to the end of the group. Man, that, that, that's, and it a, is, that's amazing. You, you will, and you will hear the evolution. You will hear the progression. Because I heard it, and I'm the, I'm the artist. So if I can hear it, the fan definitely can hear it. For sure, man. And, and you know, I think, I think a lot of fans, man, appreciate that. Because there's not a lot of artists where you can really trace back to, like, kind of like that archive material of, like, the demos to like unreleased music that that didn't come out after like the debut album or you know the the major label albums came out so i mean i I think having that history where people can hear it like you don't get that too often right right and what was it like man like like being with chris lighty being with violator you know just looking at you know the like the 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 stars that were there man and those violator days man like like, what was that like for you? It's, it's just, you know, it's indescribable, man. You know, to be with with those those guys, you know, they they made such a footprint in this. You know what I mean? They kicked down so many doors, so many opportunities so for so many different artists. You know, a lot of artists got rich because of these guys, too, you know? A lot of artists were able to cement themselves in different parts of the industry that they never would have cemented themselves in. You know, we got Chris Lighty, you know what he did for 50 Cent with the vitamin water. And, you know, it just, not just music is what I'm saying. You know, he was, he was, you know, he was, uh, he was, I love Chris Lighty, man, forever. Like, he really was there for you, and he really would bring you to these opportunities. And then you had to eat, though. Like, I'll walk you to the water, but you got to drink that water. You know what I mean? And he was a good dude, man. He was a good dude. And, and being around him and others, you know, I was around, you know, when you're there in that time era, you're around all of them. You know what I'm saying? I was around Puffy and Chris Lighty and all of them. And you see how they work. One thing I noticed about them guys, those so-called moguls, 
no matter what, I don't care if you like them, hate them, dislike them, whatever, they worked super hard and they worked, worked, worked. Like they, it, it seemed like they, they were always working. You know what I mean? It was always work. They were pushing, pushing, pushing. And that's why they're where they are. You know what I mean? They didn't take any shorts. They didn't take much rest or relaxation. It was push, push, push. And they ended up, you know, their star rose. So, you know, you, you learn that work ethic, that work ethic. That'll get you places. It ain't always it ain't always the quality of the work, but it's the, the work ethic will help you. As long as you have decent quality, you don't have to have superstar quality. If you have decent quality and you push, 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 you'll be fine. That's what I learned from them. Man, no, that, that that's incredible, man. You know, and when you really, you know, look at, at what's coming up for you, man, you know, looking at the one chatio, man, where that's all vinyl, like what's the thought of going vinyl only with it and not having it really um on the digital streaming platforms and 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 you know, easily available like that? Because of what you just said, easily available. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just, you know, and I, I try to say these things without knocking people or, or, or knocking things. But to be honest with you, it's so easy just to upload songs and, and just, I don't, it just, there's no feeling to that. There's really no feeling to that. It's like, okay, because I've uploaded songs before. I'm like, what is this? This is, for me, this is trash. It's, it, there's no feeling to it. There's no anticipation, really. There's no, nothing tangible. You can't touch anything. There's nothing in your hands. You know, I want something in my hands I could feel, touch, turn around, read. You know what I mean? Everything doesn't have to be on a damn computer, man. Like, those, these are pieces of art in my mind. That's how I think of it. When I do a project or do an album, or anybody does an album, I'm looking at it as, yo, that's their, their piece of art that they constructed, that they drew up. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to take that and just upload it to a computer? Do we, do it, it, if you uploaded a Michelangelo piece to a computer, this, is it the same as you standing in front of it? Or even, well, in most cases, you won't be able to. But let's just hypothetically say somebody hands it to you and says, hey, check this out. Wow. There's no wow factor. It's art, man, and it should be treated as such. Because hard work and dedication goes into a person that does an entire project. For it to be clicked on a button and uploaded, I just don't, it just doesn't resonate with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I said, yo, this is going on vinyl. It's going to be a great piece of vinyl, 180 grams. It's golden colored, like it's like a golden nugget, we, you know, almost like an artifact out the dirt, it looks like. That's what I wanted. So it's a 180 grams. Gold Nugget Vinyl Edition, limited edition, of course. You know, it's going to be the amount it is, and eventually that's it. There's no more. So either you get your hands on it or you don't. But it's not going to be on a, a digital platform for the rest of rest of um, um, time. You know what I mean? No. When, when I die, the one Shadio album dies with me. It won't be on, on Spotify or any of that other stuff. And trust me, there's people pushing me to put it there. It, right as we speak. Chad, you know, you could revisit that. You could revisit that thought. Chad ain't revisiting the thought right now. 
And I don't think he ever will. So right now, as it stands, as I talk to you now in this moment, that album will die with me. So you either get it or you don't. And on vinyl. Now, here's the great caveat, though, because I'm always going to compromise and I'm always going to think about the fans. And the only reason I did what I'm about to tell you is because of the fans. I want to make it easier for them. Okay, I realize not everybody has a turntable. That's an old concept, you know, even though it's making a kind of a return. But that's an old construct, you know what I mean, a turntable. Everybody likes to do the streaming now, right? Okay, well, I won't go on DSPs, but what I I will do for you is inside of my album, when you open the album, there's a small card there. And the card has a digital download code. So all you got to do is go to the website, which is precisionpressing.com, type in the code on your card that came in your vinyl uh, album cover, and there you have it on your computer. The album is there. So I did compromise. I'm just not putting it on the Spotify's and the Apples and all of that. Mm. So if you want to take it and download it from the download digital card, you can download it into any device you want after you put it in the computer and do you. You know what I'm saying? But you got to get so that. I think that- yeah, that's a good compromise, man. It's a good compromise, mm-hmm. but you got to support too. Because, I mean, there's there's so many... So much, you know, so much clutter to even to even get through, man. Just to just to get heard on a on a platform like Spotify, right? And I just don't. I feel like that, you know, they're not paying people. Like it, it's really horrible to me, like the, the way it's set up. But whatever, you know, you do what you do. I'm not I'm not knocking people that do it. You know, sometimes I'll throw something on there for free. I'll throw some stuff up sometimes, you know, just to do it. Ah, this record, let me just throw it up. So I, I just. I just, I'm doing this freely. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't have any boundaries. I don't have any rules. I don't have anybody breathing down my neck saying, we need this, we need that, or I put this amount of money into it, please do. No, nothing. I'm free. I'm free to do what I want. If tomorrow I wanted to throw something up on Spotify, oh, let me throw this record up there. I'll do it. A brand new record. I could do a record today and say, you know what, let me just do this one for, for DSP, throw it up and just, you never know what Chad is going to do. So I, I'm keeping everybody on their toes. Boom, come out. Oh, wow, he's got a vinyl joint? It's only on vinyl? Yep. Damn. Who knows? If, look, I did And Still. This is a perfect example. My album, And Still, I didn't put no push, didn't put nothing. Do you know that And Still is on all DSPs? No. Yes. And Still is on Spotify, Apple Music, all of that. So... I'm swift and changeable like the atmosphere. So, and still, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do no vinyls, no tape, no CD, none of that. I'm going to throw that on DSP. The one Shadio, the next album right after that, six months down, that's going to be strictly vinyl. My next album, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I know what I'm going to do, but I may do more. Who knows if I put it on both is what I'm saying. Vinyl and DSP, I don't know. I know one thing I'm doing with the next album is I'm going to do vinyl, but I'm going to do some super, super duper artwork. It's going to be like, I'm really going to go in. It's going to be a nice piece. I mean, when you talk about an art piece, I'm going to make sure that it is an art piece that you hold it and you really, you like what you have in your hand. You know what I mean? Without even hearing the record. 
I, that's my goal for that one. Man, but who knows? You know? That's that's amazing, man. Do you do you want to get back on the road too? Do you want to, you know doing shows like is is that a, is that a goal for twenty twenty four? Here's the wild stuff, Brian. I used to when, when I in the crew days during my crew era, I loved being on stage and being on the road more than the studio. I loved the aspect of it. Now in twenty twenty three, as a solo artist. I love being in the studio or being at home in my home studio and creating music, creating art pieces. I love that and do not love travel or stage. Mm. So it's flipped. It's reversed now. That's not to say that I'm not. You'll find me here and there jumping on stage, of course. But I'm just giving you in-depth, you know, that that uh, little in-depth uh, sight of me. Like, I, I just... It's just some insight. Like, I just, I loved it. Now I don't. The studio, I didn't love it. Now I do. You know what I'm saying? So it's just flip. That's all. It's just flip. But that's not the thing. It comes with the territory. So, you know, eventually you'll, listen, if somebody overseas wants to put a tour or something, you know, if some, I'm, I'm not going to say no. I'll go. Let's go. You know, from what I hear overseas, you know, they're still, they're still rocking out to the boom bap and things of that nature, you know? So if they call, I'll go. No, that, that, that's amazing, man. So, you know, when you look at 2024, man, you got a lot of big plans. You know, what 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 really is going to define success for Chatty O, man, in 2024? You know, I just want, I'm not, I just want, when I say success, you know what my success is? When I get when I get people going in my DMs and saying, yo, bro, that's a solid album, bro. Like, yo, or DJs and people that just, I just the feedback to tell me my artwork is appreciated. That's it for me. Mm. Anything else is extra added. Uh, like my man Hall used to say, Marty Hall used to say, yo, that's extra tartar sauce. You know what I mean? Everything else is extra tartar sauce. Rest in peace, Hall. So any monies that come of it and things of that nature, of course, you, you're going to uh, 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 appreciate it and accept it, but that's extra tartar sauce. I'm really doing this for the art of it. What I'm doing is 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 is, is not what's being done nowadays. You know the music has shifted, the sound has shifted. Even what they're promoting has shifted. You know, I'm going to be real. If you shake your ass and 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 you talk in a derogatory manner while you're doing it, you're going to sell a lot of records if you're a female. And But meanwhile, on the other side, you got females that get busy on the mic, and they're not selling a lot of records. They're not selling out arenas. So you mean to tell me, this female on the left, who really is not talented like that, in comparison to this female on the right, who is super lyrical and so super talented. So this one on the left, who's shaking her ass and has a G-string on and you know, and it's talking derogatory and, and, and doing these, you know, these these hypersexual motions and all she is selling out arenas. Everybody's streaming and buying her music and she's rich. And this one over here is so so super talented and so lyrical and makes such beautiful music. She's not even half of what this girl is financially. So I don't even listen, the game is twisted and it's upside down. So my definition of success 
is, you know what? I want to make super solid projects that when I'm not here, people are going to remember it or refer to it and say, yo, he did some dope shit. No doubt, man. You know, that I, I, th- I don't think that's going to be any problem, man. I, I think that's going to be pretty easy, man. But like, before you go, man, can you also share with us, man, just like what that creative writing process is like for you? Like, how do, how, do, how does the Chattio verse really come alive, man? Like, what's that? What does it look like, you know, from start to finish, you know, revision, where do you do your best writing? Like, how do these verses um, that are just really um, illustrative, man, like very vivid um, storytelling, wordplay, like, um, you know, you're, you're, you're really able to do it all. Like, how does that really come together? You know, um, I have a room in, in my house. I have a room in my house and it's almost like a spare room. You know what I mean? And it has all my, like, it has crew stuff in there. It has my t-shirts in there. I make sure I keep my, 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 my memorabilia in there, my merchandise, you know, my albums I just got they're in there because I have this certain atmosphere in there that once I walk in there and close that door, it's turned on. You know what I'm saying? So then I'll go and I'll click on a computer and I'll, I'll you know, I'll turn on like a pill or something because, you know, I want to hear it with bass and all of that. But I don't want to maybe bother my wife and my daughter. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to knock it too loud mm. and if they're here. But nine times out of ten, when I really go in, they're not here. When they leave, I turn the music up loud. I immerse myself into the music. And most of the times, my inspiration comes from the music. So it's got to be tight, but not only got to be tight, it has to ex- exude some, some type of emotion that will instill itself into me. And then that will turn into words that formulate in my brain, and then I start jotting them down. And wherever that music takes me, you know, I allow it to take me. You know, that's the, the, the key is to allow it to inspire and take you to a place. And when it takes me to that place, that's what you hear. So when you hear, like on a new album, when you hear a war tour or you hear Guns Day Trust, that took me somewhere. And, you know, that's what you got. But if you hear Leave Them Alone, you know what I'm saying? Or you hear the Genesis on the same album, which are different concepts and different, you know, different types of songs, that music took me there. So a lot of times I allow the music to take me somewhere. Mm. Then I immerse myself in it and I start thinking and penning as I and penning and just just writing as, as I as I feel that music. You know what I mean? So I do write to the music. Some people will write without the music. No, I write to the music, with the music actually. So you gotta have that beat. I don't have to. Don't get me wrong. I could do it. You know, I used to write without beats and all that, but I find that if if me and the beat marry each other, it comes out better as far as uh, concept conceptually, and it, it's just a better it's a better fit because right. I can write a, a song right now and then go pick a beat, and that's cool. That works. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it doesn't work, but for me, I feel that to become a union, become one with the beat, and then produce the product. I believe I, I think it's so much better doing it that way. Yeah. It's not that I have to do it that way. I just feel like it's better like that. No, I, I, I can definitely appreciate that, man. And and yo, man, it's great to have you on the on the podcast, man. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, man, to, to make this happen. Absolutely, man. 
It's, yo, it's my pleasure, Brian. And you know me and you, we go back. And I remember you, you I'm always there for you because I remember you were one of the first ones that reached out to me when I entered the social media realm. You found me, and you were the first one. So anytime you need me, you just, you know, y'all at me. And we, we're going to do things anyway. We got to work on that, you know, on that project we were talking about. Hell yeah, man. You you know, um, but before I before I turn the recorder off, man, you know, it was wild, man, because I can remember looking like like at first it was just like, I wonder what crew is up to, man. Like, I'd love to talk to the guys, you know, and, and you know, because the Dirty 30, man, was such a important album just in my own listening history, being a fan, loving hip hop. And so it started out like, you know, I wonder what they're up to. I'd be, you know, maybe make an interview happen. And then when it was like there was nothing online for any of you it became like this real <laughs> yeah. challenge to be like, you know, where, where's Chatty O? Where, where's Yogi? Where's the Mighty Ha? Like, you know, hitting people up. Like, yo, have you heard from anyone from the crew like lately? Like, you know, talking to guys who used to be on Violator. Um, it became like this this project almost, man, of like, what happened? Because it, it, you guys were all so elusive, but yet you have this amazing body of work that's out that, um, you know, because usually it's easy to, it's easy for me to find people um just because a lot of people are on social media these days whether they're putting music out or not um so it was wild to me man how there was like at, like almost zero trace of you or anyone else you know on 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 the internet in any way shape form fashion whatever man yeah yeah you know life takes over even i could speak for hard too god rest the dead you know what I mean? Life takes over and you, you know, you're just trying to live. You know what I'm saying? That's all. It's nothing special. It's not like unique. You know, I wasn't in, I wasn't in Toro Bar or hiding out in the caves or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 but yo, Brian, to, to, to be, let me just end, let me, before I forget, the new album on vinyl is the One Shadio, written and performed by the One Shadio, produced mainly by my man C the Cuban. Except for two tracks, one produced by me and one produced by Talat Ilgar. You got a digital download card in there. You can hit my DMs at Real Crew, Instagram at Real Crew. Hit me on the DM and I'll get it out to you. As soon as you pay, I get it out. It's all good. It's all love. Um, I want to say some more about the album, but I'm going to keep that a secret. I do have a secret. Um, Something I want to say about it, but I, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. So, you know, later on down the line, maybe somebody else will say it or somebody else will figure it out. You know what I mean? If they figure it out, let's see. Let's see what happens. Maybe if they figure it out, I'll give them a T-shirt or something. <laughs> man, so you know that's going to be my first question in our next interview, man. Did did, did anybody figure out what you were talking about? Yeah. I, I And I... I kind of hinted at it when I put a post up in my Instagram, you know, like, a, hmm, you know, so I'm, I'm going to see, I'm going to see, I'm going to be patient and just let it ride. Not, I'm, I probably, I might say it one more time and then that's it. Just let it go. See what happens. Man. Well, well, we're going to put, you know, the, the, the Instagram links, the, any, any kind of links you want, man, are going to be in the, the, the description of the podcast, man. So, um, so yeah, man, fans need to go on there and, 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 and figure that out, man. It's, there's not a lot of good hunts out there, man. Like, you know, secrets, like yeah. pe people really dig into uncover. So yeah. we need that, man. Easter we need more of that. Yeah. Some Easter eggs, right? Exactly. Like in the video game. 
<laughs> exactly, man. Yep. Like I love Ready Player One, man. Like the book, not not so much the movie, but the book. And right. you know, that's it. Kind of reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I can't say. You know. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 